Hey everybody and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy, Josh Sanchez. And man, what a week it has been in the world. Um, between the George Floyd protest, everything that's going on, Drew Brees' comments, today's podcast is going to have three topics because either two or three, depending on how um, the podcast goes, because obviously I, I, I mentioned earlier about George Floyd's death in last week's podcast, but I got to continue this because we got to continue to spread the message and be able to use platforms and get people's voices heard because this is a real problem. Systematic racism is still in existence today. So I'm going to start with that and then I'm going to get into Drew Brees' comments and then I'm going to conclude with the NHL and NBA officially coming back and what this means for the Philadelphia 76ers and also the other 22 teams, uh, the Flyers as well. Um, So I'm very excited to conclude with that topic. But for this first topic, we have to get into the situation at hand. And that is systematic racism. Four years ago, I mean, obviously systematic racism and oppression has been going on for decades. And it's sick, it's disgusting, but it's the truth. And four years ago, Colin Kaepernick try to take a stand. Uh, He took a knee during the national anthem. And a lot of people were very furious and very pissed off with that. And Colin Kaepernick, after the first time he took the protest, he explained why he was protesting. He was protesting because people in positions of authority, cops, lawyers, anybody in position of, of authority, is abusing their power And they are not getting justice for their power. There is millions. I mean, people, it's more than just George Floyd. It's the other hundreds of thousands of millions of African Americans that get pulled over by white cops or cops in general that abuse their power. And there's no punishments and there's nothing against cops abusing their power. The problem is it is the systematic racism. And sadly, a lot of people still do not understand why Colin Kaepernick was protesting between certain people in the media and also um, a lot of talk shows and, and a lot. Everybody was talking about Colin Kaepernick peacefully protesting And a lot of people, the narrative shifted from the purpose of Colin Kaepernick's protest, which was the systematic racism in existence today. It shifted from that to he is disrespecting the flag. He is disrespecting the military. When you hear his words, he literally said that this is not about the flag or about the military. I am protesting because of the systematic racism that is in existence today. So I don't know why people continue to get this narrative that Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting the military and disrespecting America. 
Like, come on. Come on, guys. Why? People are going to protest. We have the first... The First Amendment is there for a reason. So who are you? I'm calling out anyone who thinks Colin Kaepernick's protest was wrong. Who are you to sit there and decide what is an effective way to protest and what is a way to not protest? Let's think about this, guys, for a real second. I have a lot of analogies and stuff to talk about. Let's think about this. The fact that earlier in the month of May, we saw pretty much a white-led protest. Guys carrying guns, armed, in front of government buildings, and not one of the protesters got arrested. Not one. So why is it that white people, a white-led protest, can go to government, right in front of government official buildings and state courthouses, demanding for the face masks to be off and give us back our jobs, we want to work again, and protect the Second Amendment, why is it that no one, no media backlash, nothing was talked about, it was a peaceful protest, but the George Floyd protest, again, the narrative shifts. The purpose of the protest in which 50 states got, all 50 states got involved. Even London and globally, people were protesting because of the racial injustice. The four cops were not charged. Now, I know they finally got charged. Uh, the, the one that killed George Floyd, second degree murder, and the other ones are getting charged as well. I, I definitely think that is a form of justice, and this is a big step. However, it took... All of that, it took looting, it took rioting to prove a point because Colin Kaepernick tried to delay that message, tried to relay that message four years ago and no one listened. Throughout American history, America was literally founded. We Americans rioted and caused the Boston Tea Party to happen against the British. That's a riot to prove a point. History has shown that. And for the media and for, for a lot of people talking just about the looting, obviously the looting is wrong. But people are tired. Their voices go unheard. It's sick. Black voices are not being spoken. They're not being listened to. They're not. People are tired. So yes, you can say the looting is wrong. But the protest is not about the looting. You can replace property, but you cannot replace lives. This wasn't just about George Floyd. It was about the millions of others, other African-American men and women, even children, that were abused by the police for crimes that did not deserve that, that did not deserve to be. Why is it that a white man can shoot up schools and get arrested peacefully, but a black man dies because of a $20 Ford's check. Think about that. And for a lot of white America that are ignorant about, about this topic, 
Let me give you an, an analogy real quick that will help you guys understand things a little bit simpler. So, when I've noticed this, whenever a lot of the white community, they they get defensive when they talk about race. It becomes a touchy subject. It's not. It's really not. If you take a step back, educate yourself. Learn about what's going on and stop treating things individually, but systematically. What I mean by that is individually is when you compare a problem. Well, my cousin is a cop and he does his job right. So what you're saying does not make sense. Individually, there's good people. Any, everywhere you go, there's going to be good people. But the problem is the system. It's the policies and the systems that are intact. Why does it take a lawyer eight years and to pass an extremely hard bar exam to become a lawyer? But for a cop, at most, 60 college credits is required, which is equivalent to two years. Yeah, I went to college. Yeah, it took 130 credits in four years. So that 60, 60 credits is about two years. And 12 weeks at a police academy to be a cop. Why is that? Why are cops getting away with innocent murder? If someone gets you on tape, you are on tape killing somebody. Why is there no murder? Why are they not charged for murder? Why does it take the whole country to stand up? And for the ones that want to say, well, well, looting is wrong. Who are you to dictate and decide how people access their First Amendment? I literally heard a video on Fox News, an ignorant white woman. I don't even know why she has a job at Fox News. I know Fox News is also biased as well, and the media is completely biased. But she had a nerve to dismiss LeBron James and Kevin Durant's opinions about what Drew Brees said. And then she tried to say that Drew's, Drew Brees' opinion was the right opinion. Like, who are you going, who are you, go? how are you going to dictate what is right and what is wrong? Who are you to judge that? So my point here is, in order for change to happen, white people and ignorant people are going to have to take the time and understand that this is a systematic problem. Protest, donate, read, 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 and educate yourself. There is a lot of great sources out there. A lot of people that are willing to help. But first it starts with acknowledging your privilege. And I know as a white bilingual person, I am half Puerto Rican and I am also white. But I also know that I am white passing, so I have certain privileges that even my sisters don't even have. My one sister's not even black, but she her skin is dark. Her dad's Nicaraguan, but people have already viewed her as a black woman because of her skin tone when she's not even black. She had to call out her teacher about that. Like, hey, I'm not black. Like, but... See, this is the systematic oppression and racism that continues to happen. And in order for change to happen again, you have to stop thinking individually. So now I'm going to conclude this first topic with some media. 
because I have a bone to pick with the media. I am a communications major and I've studied the media for four years. The media's job is what the media is all about. They're all in competition for who's going to break first. And instead of getting the facts right, it's all about getting the story out first. Who's going to break first? Who's going to generate the most views? Who's going to drive up the most revenue? That's what it's all about. So when you see an ignorant white woman on Fox News talk about some idiotic crap, think about the majority of the people in the world. They are white people. And I'll even say it, I'll even say this. I really think the media, the way how they portrayed black people at by showing mugshots and calling them thugs and even our president called them thugs. Am I a thug for going to a protest? No. I am a college graduate with a bachelor's with two bachelor's degrees. Does that make me a thug? No. It does not. And it also does not mean that my my friends are thugs either for going to a protest. But see, that is the problem. The media portrays a certain image on on, on a specific group. I I only hear black on black crime when when a white person talks to me about it. My white peers and my white friends talk to me about it. Oh, black on black crime. I honestly think, and I will continue to say this, that the media has created that notion that black people are thugs, black people are criminals, and the stereotypes that are displayed on black people, black men and black women. It's unacceptable and it's not right. It is inequality. Why is it that every time you turn on the news, you see a a black mugshot, but white people are doing the same same exact crimes black, uh, black people are portrayed in the news with? Same exact crimes, killing their peers. You don't see a lot of white mugshots, but but you'll be damn sure to see a black mugshot super quick and super fast. That's what the media wants to tell you and wants to show you. It's all about revenue and it's all about getting the most views. And it's important for you guys to understand that. That is the media's purpose, to generate revenue and who is whose story is going to break first? So just to recap, I know I've been going for about 15 minutes. I talked about Colin Kaepernick's stand. I talked about the media. Please, guys, stay safe and educate your peers. It is a must. We need all we all need to love each other. And the problem is. White people need to take that step and under and, and acknowledge the racial system. I'm going to conclude with this. A lot of people talk about, well, there's bad apples in every in every group, every job we work in. Instead of saying there's bad apples, say that the tree in which the good apples fall from and the bad apples fall from is rotten. The tree is rotten. The system is rotten. So people are going to view that whole tree as rotten. And that is what's happened with cops and what's happened with black people. The system in which portrays black people and also the system of oppression. The systematic racism. A cop can get away with murder. That's unjust. That's not justice. 
That is the rotten tree. I hope you guys stick around and enjoyed that first topic here with Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on the Anchor app. Just search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I apologize for my YouTube listeners. I had some technical difficulties today, so I could not come on. But stick around. I'm going to talk about the NBA coming back and also going to get into some Drew Brees comments. But you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Everybody and welcome back to the second and final topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I know earlier I mentioned that I might have three topics, but I was just going to combine Drew Brees and uh, the NBA and NHL coming back into one, just because the NBA and NHL it's not really like I mean it's obviously huge that basketball and hockey's coming back, but am I really a fan of it? I mean. I'm excited that it's back. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I just miss the aspect of having that home court advantage. That kind of goes away with this new topic. So, you know what? I'm going to get started with that first. So the NBA announced that they plan to resume all basketball activities, and their season is going to officially start July 31st, and it's going to end around October 12th. Then apparently training camp was supposed to begin in November. So they're going to have like a quick off season and then the training camp in November. I honestly think that training camp will probably be pushed into December, maybe even January. So that way it gives the players that are playing some rest. And so that way they're ready to go. Um, I would love to see next season's tip off on Christmas. That would be really great. I, I would absolutely love if the NBA started on Christmas, but Obviously, that's wishful thinking. I honestly think that next season won't start until the the beginning or maybe the end of January. It's going to be a shortened season, but hey, at least the fans and everybody should be back uh, by next season. But in terms of this season, I like it. What the NBA is doing is they're doing a 22-team league. They're going to have nine Eastern Conference teams, so the top nine. You have the Bucks, Raptors. I know I know it's been a little while. I know the Celtics are three. Miami Heat's four. Um, five is the Pacers. Six is the Sixers. Seven is the Nets. I, that would be interesting if KD plays. Seven, uh, eight is the Magic. And nine is the, um, is the Wizards. Something like that. I have to double check who's the eight seed. I know it's been a while. Um, but... On the Western Conference, they're going to have 1 through 13. Uh, 1 starting from the Lakers and 13, the Phoenix Suns. So the Wizards are going to have John Wall back, and that'll be very interesting to see. And according to this new uh, new format, if it if the 8 seed is 4 games ahead of the remaining seeds, then uh, the that 8 seed will automatically get a buy-in. Anything closer to 4 games will be a play-in tournament between the 9 and the the nine and the eight seed. The nine seed would have to win two games. The eight seed would just have to win one 
in order to make the playoffs. I like that. Playing gives a little meaning for the other seeds. And I mean, in the Eastern Conference, it's just Wizards and probably the Magic or whoever is the eight seed. I, I believe it is the Magic. <laughs> so that would be very funny um, to see the Wizards and Magic go at it. John Wall is the eight seed and Bradley Beal taking on uh, Giannis. I, I don't think Wall's a great point guard. Don't get me wrong, but I just think Giannis is a different animal. But anyway. That is what the NBA looks like and what's going to look like. So July 31st, mark your calendars. NBA basketball is officially back. And honestly, I am very curious to see what Ben Simmons is going to do. Um, what are we going to see from Embiid? Is he in shape? This is pretty much like an offseason. They've had since March to train and get their bodies right. I know the facilities were not as open as usual, but these are NBA players. They have access to gyms and fitness trainers and all the good stuff. So it's going to be very interesting to see what version of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are going are we going to see. And also with the final eight games remaining, the Sixers um, could move up to the four seed. They could be a, uh, have a last minute surge, win eight in a row, be the four seed, and who knows? But it's going to be hard with no fans. And all the games are going to be in one facility, Orlando. So it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen and how this is going to be set up. But in terms of hockey, I'm great that the NHL is back as well. Uh, the Flyers would be the four seed, um, but I'm just going to double check on the NHL um, update for their playoff format because I'm, I'm very excited. I know they, they shifted the phase two of return to the ice plan. So that kicks on Monday. So it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen. But uh, they were going to begin June 8th. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, and they're going to prove a 2014 playoff. I know I mentioned this. I, I know I mentioned this last podcast. So the 2014 playoff playoff. It's going to be very interesting. Um, and I, I'm excited for it. I, I honestly, I can't, I can't wait um, for um, hockey, and I can't wait for basketball. I miss sports very much. In uh, sad news, I know the baseball, the baseball team, it, it failed. Their, 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 uh, their league uh, failed. Uh, their proposal was 116 games, I believe. They had no shot. Honestly, no shot. But phase two of reopening plan, it's a, it's a return to club facilities for training in small groups. That'll begin in early June. And then formal training camps won't begin before July 1st. So then phase four will be in-conference round-robin games, qualifying playoff rounds, and the Stanley Cup playoffs. Those dates will be determined. So they're going right into the playoffs. I love it. The remaining seven teams out of the 24 went to the 2020 NHL draft. And the Western and Eastern Conference will each be assigned a host city. So that is awesome. So some of the cities that are in mind are L.A., Las Vegas, Dallas, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Vancouver, Toronto, Edmonton, Minneapolis, slash St. Paul. That's probably not going to happen. And Columbus, Ohio. So that is just something to think about. I'm excited. Um, so I wanted to conclude today's podcast with Drew Brees' comments. Um, it hurts. It hurts me a lot because what Drew Brees has done for the city of New Orleans and the state of Louisiana post Katrina was something amazing. Um, 
He, do he has donated millions of dollars and has really impacted the city. For him to go and for him to speak with such ignorance and lack of empathy really hurts because I know Drew Brees said his comments four years ago about Colin Kaepernick. And again, it's not about the flag or the military. But anyway, he said what he said four years ago and he still meant what he said now. And what that shows me is a lack of ignorance because Drew Brees has the power to really change people's viewpoints and impact people's lives. For him to say that, that's not the Drew Brees I know. It's not. And he, yes, he is entitled to his own opinions, just like how I'm entitled to mine. And I completely understand that. However, I just don't understand the lack of empathy that came out of his words. He talked about how his two grandfathers fought. Imagine all of the other African-Americans. Their grandfathers fought in the same war as you. While your grandpa was coming back in parades, black people were forced to walk on separate streets, drink the different water fountains, and become systematically oppressed. There was no celebration. So that's something I want you to visualize. So again, Drew Brees spoke individually about his own personal experiences and his own personal feelings instead of thinking about the millions of blacks, black lives that are taken every day and have been taken every day for centuries. So I will say this, Drew Brees, you are entitled to your own opinion. Yes, you are. If you feel some type of way about the flag and the military, I completely get that. The American flag is a very symbolic image. In the military, I have family that's in the military. Some of my closest people that I, that, that I, and I love dearly are in the military. But you got to take time to understand why Colin Kaepernick did what he did. It wasn't about all that. It was about the racial injustices. And who are you to tell someone how to protest? That is my biggest takeaways from this podcast. Remember, the rotten, what is rotten is the tree. Not the good apples that fall from that tree. The bad apples, yes. But the tree is rotten. We have to heal, rebuild, and refocus. We are together. We are one. We are all people. It's about time everyone gets treated that way. But thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say. I'm very excited on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Just search me up, Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. And for all my YouTube videos, my YouTube listeners, I'm so sorry. I uh, just technical difficulties uh, this week, but I plan to get back next week. But I hope you guys have a wonderful time out there. Be safe, guys. And if you're protesting, please be safe. Wear a protective mask because Antiva, a terroristic white supremacist group, is out to start riots. That is another thing. Watch out for the Antiva, folks. Watch out. But stay safe, guys.
This is Josh signing off. Swoop!